Hi, you're listening to iiPod, the official podcast of the Duke Lemur Center in Durham, North Carolina. I'm Matt Bortz, Curator of Fossils at the Duke Lemur Center. And I'm Megan McGrath, Education Programs Manager at the Duke Lemur Center. Welcome to a bonus episode of iiPod, and we're going to go further than we could when we defined what is a lemur and tell you about a fascinating creature, the tarsier. When you hear what we have to say about this little guy, you're going to want to see one, so be sure to visit lemur.duke.edu slash podcast and scroll down to this episode's notes. Some of the terms you'll hear on this season extra are discussed in more detail in our second episode of this season called What is a Lemur? But for now, let's just quickly define them. There are basically two ways of starting to classify primates, strepsorines versus haplorines, which among other things is defined by a difference in nose morphology. So strepsorines would be wet-nosed primates like lemurs, eye-eyes, lorises, and bush babies. And haplorines, which are the dry-nosed primates, so basically apes and monkeys. And then we also have prosimian versus anthropoid, which again, among other things, is most easily distinguished by the shape of the uterus. Prosimian, literally pre-monkey or ape. So the primates who branched off earliest in the primate tree, and they have bicornate uteruses. So the uteruses are similar to dogs or cats. And we have anthropoid. Those are primates more closely related to monkeys and apes. They have fully closed eye sockets and simplex uteruses, which is what humans have. We typically use the terms strepsorine and haplorine, but there is only a single species that makes any difference in which term you use. And that is the focus of this bonus episode, the tarsier. So in brief, Tarsiers are found on several islands, including the Philippines in Southeast Asia, but not in Madagascar. Their bodies are only about three to six inches long, but their tails are twice that. Matt, why don't you first talk a little bit more about where tarsiers fit into the tree of life? Tarsiers kind of jump around in the tree. Originally, when scientists were first trying to figure out how to put all the primates in different bins to talk about who's related to what group and then going into the fossil record, where they all came from, Tarsiers were this little problem child, and originally they were classified with the lemurs because they have a couple of lemur-like traits. They have grooming claws, but it's unclear if it's because they share a common ancestor with all primates that have these things or if they separately evolved having some claws on their hands and feet. They basically got rid of these toenail and fingernail things for some of their fingers. They also have some details in their teeth that make them very lemur-like in a lot of ways. But when you take a little snippet of hair and you get some genetic information out of that and you compare that genetic information from a tarsier to a lemur and you compare it to a human, you find that tarsiers share more genetic information in common with a human than they do with a lemur. Okay, okay. That commonality with us as humans is mildly terrifying. If you have ever seen a picture of one or seen one in a zoo, they are kind of like cute nightmare fuel. Yes, they are gremlin creatures. Yes, they are Tarsiers are amazing. (laughs) They, one of the traits that they have lost is the ability to basically see in the dark with what's called a tapetum lucidum. Tapetum lucidum is a long way to say a reflective thingy on the back of your eye that captures light really well. Animals that spend a lot of time out at night have a tapetum lucidum behind their eyeball. So if you've ever seen the eye flash of a cat, then you've seen the tapetum lucidum kind of reflecting light back. And we should say many lemurs have a tapetum lucidum. But tarsiers lost that trait. And instead of finding a way to build a tapetum lucidum out of the genetic parts that they still have floating around in their system, instead, 
they evolved gigantic eyeballs, just making their eyes as big as they possibly can to capture as much light as possible. Their eyes have become so big that they are bigger than their brain. And I think we should clarify here, an individual eye is bigger than the brain. Not like both eyes together or anything like that. No, if you took one of the Tarsier's eyeballs, it is bigger than their little brain. Their eyes are so big that they have crowded out the muscles that ro- that rotate their eyeball. Like, floating around, my eyeball is, like, floating around in my head, and there's little muscles that are attached to it that help it move, so I can, like, move my eyes to the side, but not to move my whole head. Tarsiers don't do that. And so they have this creepy kind of owl neck swivel thing that they do, because they can't move their eyes. <laughs> and it, it's, just, it's like the exorcist. <laughs> but tiny. So tiny and cute. I've seen a Tarsier skull, but I'm blanking right now. They have an eye socket, don't they? They have half an eye socket. That's, that's why I'm confused, because they're weird. <laughs> they, they again, they're living in this, like, middle space saying, like, I want to be a Strepsorion. No, I want to be a Haplorion. No, nope, <laughs> no. Nope. And so they have what's called post-orbital closure, where, like, the eye socket is starting to come in. The bones that contribute to the eye socket have kind of started to come in around the eyeball, but it doesn't become bony the whole way around. Instead, they have some some soft tissues that kind of close in the rest of it. And so holding the skull of a tarsier, you can actually see, like, this is an animal kind of halfway between monkiness and lemurness. So I think we have... Two different ways of summarizing a tarsier. Mine is a lemur plus a monkey that equals a nightmare. And yours is... Cupcake monkey. (laughs) So when I I was first introduced to tarsiers in a primate evolution class in college, and my professor described them as cupcake monkeys. Because they're just, they're little. They're tiny little creatures. They're the size of a cupcake. But what's amazing about tarsier, and it's actually so amazing that it's what they're named for. Tarsius is named for the tarsal bone. So tarsals are basically your heel, or like the, the back of your foot. And they have basically gigantic levers at the end of their foot that let them leap, like like massive lever arms, <laughs> or like lever feet, that help them jump many, many times their own body length. And so he described, he's standing on one side of the classroom, he's like, if I'm holding a cupcake, the cupcake can go all the way across the room and land and eat a bug at the same time. Isn't that amazing? And I said, yes, that is amazing. I love tarsiers. I'm going to circle back to Nightmare Fuel, though, because it's a carnivorous cupcake, because it's the only truly carnivorous primate, which is just also scary. I've seen a photo of one just chowing down on half of a lizard before, and it's just pretty intense. Big pointy teeth. (laughs) So tarsiers are prosimians, like lemurs, but they are not strepsorines, which means they're kind of hanging out in limbo in this weird Bermuda Triangle in the middle of the primate family tree. Which really makes them this great example of the messiness that really comes with trying to sort out the tree of life. Evolution is this constant process, and things are branching off in every direction, and there are many living and extinct creatures that don't fit neatly into the clean categories that we'd like to be working with. We should note that in the past, the Duke Lemur Center had tarsiers as part of the colony here in North Carolina, but we have not housed any other haplorine species before. We have not had anything that is anything else that is a haplorine. And so it's kind of convenient to summarize what has been at the lemur center to say prosimians, because we've had lorises and galagos and lemurs and tarsiers, but we've never had monkeys or apes or anything like that. And it also is much easier to define because prosimian literally just means like pre-monkey. And so very, very easy. Whether you're team cupcake monkeys or team nightmare fuel, just know that the way we look at the tarsier helps us define what it is to be a lemur. And that's why we wanted to share this fascinating creature here on iiPod. Thanks for joining us on this Duke Lemur Center journey. Subscribe and discover more episodes each season. 
We look forward to sharing more about the Duke Lemur Center with you soon. And in the meantime, follow us on social media and visit us at lemur.duke.edu. A special thanks to Julie Bortz, who edited this episode. And thank you, and goodbye for now, from Matt and Megan and all the primates at the Duke Lemur Center.